Welcome to the Spooky Stoners podcast. I'm Lindsay. And I'm Dina. And we're so happy you are, you are joining us for our first episode. On this podcast, we will be talking about true crime, paranormal, metaphysical, new age stuff, all while partaking in cannabis one way or another. So what are we smoking right now? I guess. I guess I guess that's where we're gonna go into. Okay. I have the King Louis the Eighth vape. Yeah. And then uh, we just got done smoking member berry from True Leaf. Um, which I really love member berry because <laughs> it makes me feel like the member berries in South Park. Do you know what I'm talking about? No. No. So <laughs> I remember the like I don't know if like the weed was named after them or if the member berries were named after the weed. I have no fucking idea of which one came first, if it was the chicken or the egg. Um but like it's a, it's a couple episodes I think of South Park. And like it's like See, I didn't watch a whole lot of South Park. I just know that like there's Cartman. <laughs> yeah, right. And there's like a chef. Yeah. And it, is there a towel or is that something else? I, I have no fucking like idea. Like a stoned towel? Well, I think that's a different show. I, I have no idea. Anyway, I don't know what I'm talking about. Well, I haven't watched that many episodes, but when I first got Member Barry, uh, my husband, he was just like, you know what this is named after? And I was like, no. And so then he showed me the South Park episode and the Member Berries, they look like grapes. And they're just like, do you remember Chewbacca? I remember. I remember. <laughs> and like they're all like stone, and like the people who eat them are like, man, Chewbacca was cool. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I think like at the end, spoiler alert. Um, but like the end, they end up like taking over the world or something. <laughs> so every time I do that, I'm like, I feel like a member berry. So like later in this episode, I'm gonna be like, oh my gosh, do you remember NSYNC? I remember. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so that's that's the ones you're getting today. <laughs> okay. So um what was your favorite subject matter? Um wait. Yeah, what is your favorite subject matter that we're gonna be talking about on the podcast? I'm more excited for your section of the podcast because I don't know anything about it and I can't and I like true crime stuff. <laughs> but I don't have the patience to research it all myself. It's a lot of research. So I would much rather just listen to it. <laughs> yeah. Listen to someone else's research and, you know, then I don't have to form my own thoughts because I'm lazy. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm, I think because we have true time, paranormal, metaphysical. Is metaphysical and new age stuff the same thing? I think. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I think so. But okay. I'm sure people will disagree. And okay. that's fine. Because <laughs> I was like, I don't like when I was trying to do like this podcast and everything. I was like, how do I label that? Like, just stuff. Yeah, it's, I it's, don't see my thing. I have a problem with the term new age in general, because it's not new. Yeah, it's pretty, <laughs> at it's, all. It's the fucking druids. Yeah. So in, like, it's, it's actually really old. Yeah. <laughs> so why are we calling it that? But yeah, it's I. Colloquially, it's an interchangeable term. Yeah. Okay, so to answer that question, I think I would be more into... Oh, gosh. I want to say the paranormal. But, like, at the same time, I know after we record this, I'm going to have to go home, and I'm going to be like, swear to God, something's about to grab me um, under my bed. Yeah, I live literally in the middle of nowhere uh, by myself. So I'm going to be creeped right the fuck out yeah. all evening. Um, I will probably take two or three gummies and just pass out so that I don't <laughs> freak out. Yeah, I'm gonna like have to like get some sage, turn some like chill music on in my house, to, like give me like just to take oh. a shower. You know what else is good? Watch you a comedy, a stand up comedy, oh. or listen to a funny podcast. Yeah, if you're creeped out, not this one because you'll be re creeped out. And that's <laughs> not helpful. Yeah, some of those at all some <laughs> paranormal and true crime podcast that I listen to I'm just like oh my gosh and then like I have to call my husband and I'm like okay I know I'm okay but I need you to talk to me <laughs> so that I so that I don't think that something is in my back seat and like having your kids in the house doesn't help mm -hmm. because they're just 
as creepy as anything else in the middle of the night when they're like, Mom. And you're like, huh, I'm going to freak out, dude. <laughs> or, or the people who are like, yeah, I woke up and my child was just staring at me. And you're just like, oh, no. I keep forgetting that, like, I shouldn't nod. <laughs> like, like, I should actually Lindsay. say words. <laughs> <laughs> I met a La, la, la. la. So this is King Louie, who was beheaded. And that's why I can't remember how to nod. I think he was beheaded. I think all. Probably. That was like the go-to execution style. Louis is French. So I would assume he was beheaded. We'll just go with it. It's fine. One day. Somebody fact check that. Yeah. (laughs) Exactly. Okay. So, okay. What got you into any of the subjects that we're going to be talking about? Uh, My G unit. Yeah, your GMA. Oh, my God. So, like, Dina, when we first met each other at work. Um, she used to talk to her about her GMA all the time. And I'm just like, she seems cool as fuck. Yeah, she was pretty sick. Uh, she made her living as a psychic. And was also very into the local music scene in Austin, where I grew up. And so she would take me to all of the bars. And I'd get those big black X's on my hands. Because I was like 14 mm-hmm. in a bar at 2 a.m. on a Tuesday. Because she was like, oh, this band is awesome. And then we'd go home and read tarot cards and shit. And then I'd go to school and be exhausted and hate my life. Yeah, I think one of my best stories of your grandma that I remember is when we went to the New Age store. Oh, and, yeah. and the lady's like, your, your grandma's telling you to work on your studies. And I rolled my eyes because, yeah, of course she is. Like, she might have, you know, RIP, she, she's gone now, but, like... She's not gone. She's still obnoxious AF. <laughs> AF. She's not physically here, um, but she's still letting you know you need to do your studies. Like, but she should be so proud of me, then. There are literally times where I cannot have a conversation with someone. Mm-hmm. Because she is, like, bothering me so much. Especially when I'm using, like, her tarot cards. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> she'll be like, this and that. I'm like, okay, but I'm trying to talk to someone who's actually here. So if you could be quiet, that would be real cool. Because you're distracting me from the actual conversation that's happening. Mm-hmm. It's very rude. I don't appreciate it. <laughs> yeah. So you should totally ask me how I got into it. How did you get into it? <laughs> yes. Yes. I'm so glad you asked, Dina. Thank you for being interested in my life. <laughs> Listen, okay. It's just because I'm from Texas and I'm a Gryffindor. And, you know. Um, so actually I used to be like super scared of like all the true crime and paranormal stuff up until like October when I started working from home. Oh yeah. You got to kind of get over that. (laughs) Yeah. Well, then I started watching uh, the Buzzfeed unsolved and I love them so much that I was like, I need to watch the paranormal stuff. And so between Ryan being scared, like I would, and then Shane's just like, that's just the fucking wind. Hey there, demons. It's me, your boy. Yeah. Um, But between, like, that, I was just like, oh, that ain't fucking scary. Like, that's cool. And then, like, I moved on to, like, Ghost Hunters. So I'm still kind of new. That I mean, I used to be, like, terrified of, like, something being in my house. And just, I guess I grew out of it. Or I'm just like, you know, if something scares me, I'll just, you know, sage it out of the house. Get some crystals. Get some salt. (laughs) Be gone, demon. (laughs) And there's nothing scary in your house. Anything in your house you can handle. Shit. Why are you dropping shit? My snacks for later. (laughs) I need snacks for later. Just in case. Okay. Um, So let's just kind of get into it. Okay. I guess. Ah! All right. Okay. I'm ready. I have no idea what Dina's about to talk about, so. I'm learning with y'all. It's so super duper uber exciting. I can't think of another uber word. I don't know. We'll worry about that later. So I want to go over just some really basic stuff. And my main intention here is to just give like the general stuff, mainly like the buzzwords that you can do for further research.
Oops. And we're back from that fake commercial break that was actually just a glitch in the system. <laughs> I knew at this technology thing and I accidentally pressed the stop button because <laughs> I knew. That's okay. So anyway, Dina, new age shit. Yes. So my intention with this section of the podcast is just to give you like the buzzwords to further your own research. Like intention? Yes. <laughs> like intention. Exactly. Exactly. I've learned that like... Everything is like with intention, do this. Yeah. From exactly. what little bit I've researched. Yes. So, what I'm going to be talking about today, because this is being released June 12th, um, is part of this lunar series that we can do about the different phases of the moon. So, the new moon is coming up on Sunday, June 18th, and the new moon is in Aries this time. So the basics of the lunar phases is like for the new moon, you do your setting of intentions. Look at like you like starting researching a dates already and stuff. Well, yeah, I, I know. I know things. <laughs> I can do. I'm you not. Know, you can look in the future. I am an Aquarius rising. So I don't always have the follow through to do all of the listy type things, but I can do it <laughs> <laughs> if I really want to. Um, but yeah, so the new moon is for like reset and setting your intentions, like starting a podcast or things like that. And then with the waxing moon, you want to take action and nurture yourself and your new ideas. What's the waxing moon? That's when it's building up to the full moon. So okay. it's, it's like, it's adding wax. Okay. So like to get full anywhere between a new moon and a full moon. Yeah. That's when you're going to start like prepping for your spell, going and getting your stuff, things like that. Cool. Or if it's not a spell, like if you're starting a podcast, for example, you would start taking your notes and things like that. And that would line you up with the lunar cycle. You don't have to do that. You know, if you want to start it on Tuesday, start it on Tuesday. Do whatever you want. But if you want to line it up with the lunar cycle, here's what it is. And then the full moon is when you actually do the thing, which, so that's when you actually do the dang thing. And then the waning moon, as it gets smaller, back to the new moon, is when you start to use your gratitude and release it and get some rest and like kind of just let what you've done take over. Okay. And relax and let the universe handle it. Okay. So between... The new moon and the full moon, you're building up. And mm -hmm. then between the full moon and the new moon, you're appreciating what you just did and right. relaxing. Yes. Chilling. Chillaxing. Yeah. Chillaxing. Oh, I'm going to start. Oh, I shouldn't do that. <laughs> I was going to start singing the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air theme song because that's what that always makes me think of. But I do not need to burst into song after every phrase. That's not. That's a habit we need to break. <laughs> Is that like literally most of our conversations? That's. Literally my whole life. My kid does it. I do it. Like, we'll say a phrase and we'll just start singing. And I, that's not what we're doing here. <laughs> so that's the moon. We love her. She's great. Specifically, this coming moon, the new moon, is when you're going to be setting your intentions and things like that. You want to do, you know, your meditating, your grounding, stuff like that. Relaxing. You know, take you a bath. Do some shadow work. What's kind shadow of, work? Shadow work is really hard to explain because I don't know enough about it yet. Okay. Um, but my understanding is it's it's basically therapy, but like with yourself and in a witchy style. Oh, okay. I'm sure there's way more resources on about it, and I probably should later down the line do an episode on it so that I can do the research on it. Yeah. Um, I've, I've just heard that word a lot. I've heard it a lot. And I know, I know a very little bit about it enough to know that I don't know a lot about it. <laughs> I know enough to know. I know nothing. I know enough to know that before I try anything like that, I need to learn a lot more about it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, but that's what you can do on the new moon. And if you know what the heck you're doing or if you, you know, do you boo, but like, you know, take you a bath with some bath salts and do a mask and have your bubbles. It's like self-care time mm -hmm. and start thinking about what you want to do for that lunar cycle. 
And if you want to line something up with that lunar cycle and Mm -hmm. set your intentions and like make a goal list because you're a list person, Mm -hmm. you know, that's when you make your lists is on the new moon. Oh, I see the problem. I do that every day. Well, yeah. New moon or no moon. I'm still like going for it. You just do that all the time. That's fine. I always. That's my default. (laughs) So this might be a little risque to say, but I kind of think of the moon as a uterus. Okay. (laughs) That helps me understand it better because I feel like the moods of the moon phases, women will understand what I mean, kind of line up with your cycle. So when you're, the new moon is when you need to take care of yourself and Mm -hmm. refresh because things are refreshing. Mm -hmm. Everyone here knows what I'm talking about. Yeah. Um, Things are refreshing and we need to, you know, clean up and things like that. And so that's how I think of it. Okay. And then like the full moon is like when you're feeling yourself at that moment in your cycle. When when it's like, you know what we should do? Have some babies. <laughs> that's the full we moon. We are totally fertile right now. Yeah. Let's go for it. We look great and we're happy and we're doing good. It's all the good hormones. That's what the full moon is. The new moon is the opposite one that we all hate. Got it. But also it's a good time to like hibernate. Mm-hmm. Kind of. Okay. And the new moon is like what, three days. So all of these cycles, like the new moon and the full moon, you can use that energy usually for about three days around it. Oh, okay. So like if it's like just missing a sliver, that's still considered. Yeah, that's fine. Okay. It'll be fine. Okay. She's, she's a great buddy. She'll, she'll take care of you no matter what you want, really. But this moon specifically on Sunday, that's what I was talking about. Yes. Is an Aries. And the Aries full moon is full of fiery energy. And can feel electric on your nervous system and fuel passions or cause frustration. So for this new moon specifically, it's a good idea to set a balancing intention. Because also it's summer and things are getting kind of crazy. Everybody's kids are home. Everything's Everyone's getting busy because there's so much daylight. And I don't know about you, but I have not been sleeping because it gets dark so late. Mm-hmm. And it makes me crazy. So I need to balance my sleep schedule, for example. So that can be my intention. I don't know if that whole like subject line that you just used, I was like, anxiety? That's what I'm hearing. I'm hearing all the anxiety. (laughs) Yeah, it can be. So that's what I'm saying, though, is it's a good idea this Sunday to do some sort of meditation on balance and what kind of thing, what kind of things would bring you balance in this coming lunar phase, because the full moon this June full moon is going to have a lot of energy because it's the height of summer and it's the full moon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's a good idea now to just kind of whoo, take a breath Got it. <laughs> before it gets a little crazy, the energy okay. and the fun crazy. Yeah. It could be fun crazy, but you still need to take, you know, it's like that day off that you take after a vacation Yeah. to recover from your vacation. Yeah. Cause the vacation was too much fun. Yeah. This is what this moment needs to be. It's okay. the day off before the vacation. So get ready for the vacation. We're going to have a good time. It's summer. We're out. We're having a great time. But cool. Take a bath. Calm down. It'll be fun. Every time you say take a bath, I'm like, do I stink? No. That's my favorite thing to do in the whole world is take a bath. So especially like eat a couple of gummies and then take a bath. Ooh, that's a vibe, y'all. You're practically floating. That's a vibe. It's like the... uh, um. What are those things? Uh, the sensory deprived. Oh yeah, the like, sensory deprivation tanks. Yes, dude. I don't. I don't know. I'd probably cry. I'd probably freak the fuck out. <laughs> yeah. I like, would probably freak right the fuck. You out. just float in there because they they say you like hear and see things in there. Yeah, like you. I think you're supposed to like meditate when you're in there too. That sounds awful. I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that at all. Because listen, okay, your Gmail so, is going to talk right, to you. Right, exactly. Like, I have, like, this obnoxious <laughs> Your Gmail old lady attached to me. <laughs> Your Gmail would be like, thank you for coming to visit. Yeah. Let's sit uh, down. Now that I have you here. And I, that sounds like me screaming in a sensory deprivation tank. <laughs> that sounds like the end of that story right there. It's just me freaking <laughs> I'm, out. I'm pressing the panic button. So, um, okay. Anything else? No. Sorry. No. Okay, that was it? Yeah. Okay, so um, moon stuff, and then, like, new moon. I'm trying to 
remember everything I said. <laughs> New moon in Aries this Sunday. Yes. Take a bath. Take a bath. <laughs> Take a bath. Meditate. Because it's the beginning of summer and everything gets crazy and the energy gets really high mm-hmm. because the solstice is coming up and all of that. And we'll go over that another time. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's it's time to take a breath and get ready for the fun. Got it. Got it. It's like, you know, you go get your nails done before you go on a cruise. Ah, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Do the self-care. Yeah. Awesome. Get your eyebrows done and then go on vacation to Italy. <laughs> yeah. I don't know why we're going to Italy, but that's just what popped to mind. Sounds great. Great. Okay. Okay, so now that, like, I've already freaked myself out, <laughs> haven't even started the true crime thing, and I'm like, what's that noise? Did you hear Did a you sound? sound? Did you hear a sound? And now, like, my brain is like, oh, there's a window right next to you. It's, it's The blinds are open. Someone's going to be staring at it. And there so- is a huge dog in the other room and a one-eyed cat keeping an eye on the yard. So <laughs> me the cat. And then, of course, four kittens who would definitely scream if somebody startled them. <laughs> yeah, but, like... My brain is already like starting to go crazy. So my story is about the modern day Bonnie and Clyde. And I already told you I was doing this and you don't remember. Oh, I don't. No. I won't. Well, okay. Look, I smoke a lot of weed. Okay. (laughs) So just deal with it. Okay. (laughs) So if you Google modern day Bonnie and Clyde, you'll find quite a bit of couples uh, with this title. However, I'm going to, to be talking about Blake Fitzgerald and Brittany Harper, who was arrested right here in Milton, Florida on February 5th, 2016. Oh, shit. Do you remember where you were in 2016? I was at work with you. Oh, you're, yeah. Why were we not talking about this? I have no clue. Oh, my gosh. What? Yeah, totally. 2016. So what what date? September something? No, February. February. So like right around my birthday. So, but that was also right after Donald Trump's inauguration. So we were probably super down in the dumps and not watching the news. And we, we were probably like, go figures. Yeah. We yeah. were probably just not paying attention to the news because we were depressed. That sounds likely. <laughs> maybe, maybe. So um, there's a couple of people who have covered this subject already. Um, the first degree podcast, their episode one, six, nine, they talk about it. Um, it, there's also an article in the Rolling Stones that has a couple people that they've interviewed, uh, CBS news, the, uh, New York times. Um, and so then, it's like a national story Yeah, it's, that I've never heard of. Yeah. So it's, it's That's definitely a national story and it, they started in Missouri and then they ended up in Milton. So like. All those states, it was in the local news, too. So it was in the, like, Pensacola News Journal also. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, so it was a big deal. But before we get to February 5th, 2016, let's jump back to the beginning to get to introduce our characters. Yes. So uh, the first person I'm introducing is Blake Fitzgerald. He was born and raised in Joplin, Missouri. And Blake dropped out of high school and had three children with three different women. So he's not starting off life in the best way. Um, in 2013, he broke into a home with a friend and used a knife to threaten a 63-year-old woman that lived there. They stole her purse, jewelry, and some electronics, then stole her car. So um, Blake received a five-year suspension. Wait, sorry. Let me start that again. Blake received a five-year suspended sentence and enrolled into a 120-day substance abuse program. So I'm wondering if drugs was not included in that break-in. Like, Probably so. Like, he was on something when he did it. So Aren't they all? And in that same year, Blake was accused of raping a woman. Um, but the charges never were filed because the woman refused to work with the cops. So who knows actually what happened with that situation. <coughs> Sorry, I hit the pen. <coughs> Get some water. Okay. Uh. So he was accused. So he was he was accused, but the woman didn't file a report. Um. So and, and the thing is, like, he also 
in his whole record that he has until February 5th, there's nothing that, like, kind of reference that kind of thing happening again. Okay. So... So maybe it was more of a lover's spat. Maybe. Who knows? Who knows? Um, there's probably a million reasons why women don't want to work with the cops. That's very true. Um, so anyway... So in 2015, he was charged with assault when he got into a bar fight, and he received a five-year suspended sentence on that. And then in January, oh my gosh, words, um, January 2016, uh, let me try that again, January 2016, Blake was kicked out of his parents' house after he stole a large amount of money from his mom and stepfather. So that is Keeping it classy. Yeah, so... Although, have you ever been to Missouri? I have. No, I don't believe so. Okay. So, I've only been once, and I have absolutely no other thing to base this opinion on. But I had a layover there one time when I was flying somewhere. Mm -hmm. And uh, it was terrible. It was the worst layover I've ever had in my entire life. And so, I decided that all of Missouri was probably just miserable. Because of the airport. Yeah. So... If you're from Missouri and you're happy, let me know, because I would be very interested in that and to hear that story, because <laughs> I don't think it exists. What do you do? your airport is terrible. <laughs> to bring happiness to your life, Missouri yeah. people. I mean, he's from, mis- mis- you know, misery. Yeah. That's what it sounds like. That's <laughs> an unfortunate name for that state. Yeah. Yeah. So let's get to our second character yes. of this story, Brittany Harper. She went to College Heights Christian School. She was a cheerleader. Uh-huh. Um, and then she graduated and in 2005, when she was 20 years old, she marries a Justin Harper. And it is a toxic relationship. So between... So four years into the marriage, uh, between April 2009 and June 2010, Brittany filed for divorce and withdrew it three times. So in a year... She was like, I want to divorce you. Wait, never mind. Three times. Why? I guess she was indecisive as fuck. Who knows? That or he was like really, really good. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But anyway, well, let me let me continue the story of their wonderful relationship. Yeah. So uh, this began in April. And then in May, during all of this, she was arrested for a DUI. And sentenced to six months of uh, in jail and a year of probation. Ooh. So obviously she was not, even though she's the one who started the divorce, she was just like, I am not doing the best things right now. Yeah, she went a little bit off the rails. Which, which you know. It happens from time to time. It is understandable, girl. Mm-hmm. Understandable. <laughs> so um, it calms down for a few months. Um, I guess, so it calms down for a few months, uh, between June 2010 and then October 20, October 22nd, 2010. Obviously I need to smoke a little bit less speed before I do this because <laughs> words are difficult right now. <laughs> so let me just start that over. So it calms down between June 2010. However... Um, October 22nd of 2010, Justin files a full order of protection against Brittany. Ooh. Yeah. So he filed for this because she slashed at him with a knife and hit him in the head with a metal toy. And I'm just like, how did that scenario work out? Like a metal what? A metal toy. What? What? What kind of toy? That makes a huge difference. True. Like a metal Hot Wheels car or like. You know, a metal toy, something huge. I can't think of anything now. That would be like a metal toy train. Yeah. I've got a big one of those and I hit somebody with that. It's going to hurt real bad. I don't know. I always thought it was like a a metal toy car or something. Yeah. Because I mean, you know, Hot Wheels cars are really easy to throw. I get that. But at the same time, I don't think they had any kids. So where did this toy come from? Yeah, what? I'm confused. (laughs) I'm officially confused. I don't know. I'm stuck on that. As I was reading it, I was just like, did he, did she slash at him and be like, oh, I can't get him because his arms are too big. Let me just throw this toy in him. Let me throw this toy in his head. Anyway. Oh my gosh. So 
he takes her to court, and then Brittany doesn't show up to court. So Justin was granted the order of protection for six months. Then, March 2011, just a little bit short of that six months, Justin asked the court to have the order of protection terminated, and it was granted. It seems they were getting back together. And I'm just like, are you freaking kidding me? (coughs) Oh my gosh. Both of y'all just y'all are not good together. Make a decision. Make a decision. Aw. I hate that for them. Yeah, for sure. But I'm just like, she's trying to divorce, then she's like getting back together. He's like, she she's abusing me. Like what why? Where's her mom? I don't know. There's very little information. I I think she does have like both parents still. Um, but the family kind of keeps it close to the the best oh. about information on her. Um, so, but here's plot twist. October 24, 2012, Justin passes away. Ooh. And I'm like, that is... Insane. How did that happen? So... All right, Carol Baskin, I see you. I know. Ah. I was like, how many true crimes are like, the wife did it? She poisoned him. I mean... He puts, she put some antifreeze listen, in his suit. Listen, if it gets to the point where your wife needs to kill you, you probably deserved it at that point. I'm just <laughs> saying. Yeah, did, what is that show? Chicago, where he had it coming. Oh, yeah. You know, it, it is what it is. I, I'm not. It's one of those things where it's like if somebody told me that they killed their husband. No, they didn't. They never told me that. They never told me that. That's a statement <laughs> right there. <laughs> I am not jumping on that bandwagon. I'm not. I'm not going to say anything about that ever. <laughs> if anyone told me that, no, they didn't. <laughs> anyway, so but I did Google because I was like super curious on like how he died, and um, basically the only thing that I could find is his obituary, mm. and it just says he died at home. Uh, so huh? I'm just like, what the fuck was happening between March 2011 and October 2012? Was there, okay, here's the real question. So, like, question. it's a little bit over a year. Here's the real question. In the obituary, was it an open casket? I didn't see anything about that. Ooh. It was just a whole list of his family where it also said his wife was Brittany Harper. So. That's awkward. Yeah. But, anyway, in, in full Brittany style, in 2014... She was pulled over for a traffic stop, and the police found a bag of meth and needles in her car. Ooh, girl. Luckily, she was only fined for this and didn't serve any time. What? But Brittany, what? You need to get it together, babe. Yeah, yeah. Like DUI, drugs, all this crazy stuff. There's a meeting for that, boo. So, January 21st in 2016, Brittany made a Facebook of made it Facebook official that she was dating Blake Fitzgerald. Dun, dun, dun. And I'm like, huh, I wonder what happened in January 16th on his side. 20, sorry, January 2016. Mm-hmm. Okay, I keep on thinking I just, I'm saying the year, like January 16th. And I'm like, no, 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 that's the year, <laughs> not the date. So January 2016, that's when Blake got kicked out of the house. Oh, because so he stole his parents' money so that he could get drugs with her. Yeah, or right. something. That tracks. But, like, I'm, like, wondering if it might not be a, like, opportunity for him. Like, hey, my parents just... Oh, yeah, definitely. Kicked what? me out, so, like... Let she me had a house? Me. I don't know. She probably lived She somewhere. probably did, because yeah. she probably got the house from the, the husband. The marriage, because he who, died. Who died. Yeah, so she's got the house for free. Yeah, or whatever. Yeah. She probably had to get a mortgage, but... She probably used his life insurance to pay the mortgage. If she's smart, well, she's not... Well, uh, she's not, not smart. She, she has done a disease. That. <laughs> she's so, not thinking like that. I'm sure she spent all that money on that. Oh, yeah. Sure. Unless she paid it first. That would have been smart. I hope she did that. She probably didn't. Now I'm upset for her. I don't know. I don't know. I, I... Pay your mortgage first. Yeah. <laughs> Be smart. Pay your mortgage before you do math. Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway... So, the chaos begins. The uh, cross-country crime spree might have started due to Blake failing a drug test. Or because Brittany may have been in trouble to the fact that she was in the drug trade and may have been cooking meth. 
though this is only speculation and just rumors. So, like, we really don't know what triggered them, you know. Just going on a whole-ass crime spree. Yeah. Going on a whole-ass crime spree, for <laughs> sure. So, in January 22nd, so... January 22. Yeah. Nope. January 22nd in 2016. Okay. So I think that's like only two days? Three days? No. After he gets the very next day. After he gets kicked out. Well, after Brittany makes it official that they're dating. Right. The house of a Joplin doctor named Dr. Douglas Richards was broken into. And five TVs, a checkbook, and eight firearms were taken. It hadn't been confirmed that it was Blake and Brittany that did this. However, Blake used to work for Dr. Richard on Dr. Richard's property. And when the cops went to go question Blake, Mm -hmm. he was already gone. He already left town. I have multiple questions here. Okay. Why? How, how many people lived with this doctor that he needed five TVs in his house? Right. That's an obscene amount of TVs. I mean, I'm like three at most. I have one. I have no idea. Like, that's... And that's a lot of TVs. And then also, true crime people, kids, if you're going to steal something, do not ever steal a checkbook. That's the most traceable thing you could possibly see. It's literally pen and paper that you are writing on. Well, this wasn't confirmed to be Blake and Brittany, so... Okay, but just in general, don't steal a checkbook. (laughs) Well, obviously they didn't use a checkbook. Yeah. Because Good. they would have been figured out that, oh, right. Blake is the one who did this. And it's all still speculation. Yeah. But it is very suspicious. So, four days later, January 26th, Brittany and Blake went to Extreme Power Sports in Webb City, Missouri. Brittany filed out a credit application. And then the salesperson went with them while they drove, test drove, a black 2009 Cadillac. Nice. So then they asked the salesperson, hey, can we test drive this, like, by ourselves? And even though it was against the rules, he was like, you know, sure, I might oh lose my, my job. I might lose my job, but, yeah, you go do this. So can it's you It's amazing how many of these stories could have been avoided if people were just a little more competent at, in the workplace. Yeah, right? Sometimes, you know, like, you're like, you could have just filed this correctly, and we'd all be fine. But yeah. no. <laughs> so can you figure out what happened? No. They stole the fucking car. <laughs> um, so they stole the fucking car. They're now in a Cadillac. And then two days later from that, January 28th, they went into an Econo Lodge. And I used to work Azora. in an Econo Lodge. That's hilarious. Yeah. Here? <laughs> no, in Azora. Okay. They're I was going to say, I might have been working. Shit. They're still in Missouri at this point. Okay. All right. Cool. So Blake told the front desk clerk that Brittany wanted to check out one of the rooms and while the clerk showed Brittany a room Blake stole the clerk's purse and cell phone rude yeah like I would freak out if my purse got stolen I would oh my god just take the money out of there if you're going to do something yeah I need all those little things that I carry around I know like can I please also though I kind of giggle at the thought of someone stealing my purse because there's like obvious witchy shit in there it's like (laughs) hey you're fucked (laughs) <laughs> I have a voodoo doll in there. Yeah, like, you are so screwed, bro. <laughs> oh, my God. Just scare the pants off of them, especially here in the Bible Belt. That's a little fun to think about. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, um, like I said, she didn't realize uh, it was gone until Blake and Brittany were gone. The police did catch up to the couple. However, the Cadillac outrun the cops, and they got away. So, then later that day or evening, um, in Oak Ridge, Missouri, they're just kind of trucking along. Uh, they break into a home, which luckily had no one in it, and then they stole a white Chevy trail, uh, Trailblazer that was in the garage. Smart. Switch cars. But, yeah, they were super nice. They left the Cadillac. So That's I feel nice. Like, I feel like it's an upgrade. Yeah, you got a new Cadillac. How, you know what? You know what? If you want to steal my car and leave the Cadillac, I think I'm okay with that. Yeah. Yeah. Until the cops come, and they're like, hey. We <laughs> actually need that back. <laughs> that would be a problem. That would be a problem. Um, so... They did that, and then January 30th, um, they went to a Walmart in Basmere, Alabama. So they made a, they did a big track. Yeah. Um, uh, so they went to the Walmart, and they stole an air pump. 
which is super weird. Um, they probably had camping gear. I don't... So you need an airplane for a mattress. But, like, there's no documentation that they had camping gear. Unless camping gear was in the trailblazer. And they're just like, you know, this is a great idea. That would be handy, wouldn't it? If like, somebody had already been packed for a camping trip and you had to steal their car to yeah. go on the lamb. <laughs> it's like, yeah. oh, hey, sweet. This is perfect. Thank you, universe. We're ready to go. Oh, my God. As you manifest that. <laughs> Start on the new moon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're set up for success. I'm gonna go on a I'm gonna go on a 14 day heist and then on the full moon I'm gonna find a vehicle full of camping gear. <laughs> Uh, I don't think Blake had that kind of patience because he kind of seems impulsive. Yeah. <laughs> um, but FYI, uh, Basmir, Alabama, its nickname is the Marvel City, which I feel like is kind of like some big britches to try and fill. I've literally never heard of that place, so it doesn't sound that marvelous. Yeah. Well, I was just thinking Marvel like um, like the Avengers. <laughs> oh, that would be why. I have no idea. And now we have to go. Now I have to go see. Yeah, I guess. I and, need to know. And go buy air pump. <laughs> yeah. Go buy air pump. No, we'll steal an air pump. So they have five TVs and an air pump now. <laughs> so what are they doing? I have no idea. And a checkbook that they can't use or they'll definitely be caught. Yeah. Anywhere that you go to cash a check, it's going to have a camera. <laughs> right? <laughs> like you're screwed. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, so um, then they checked into an economy lodge for the night. Uh, January 31st, they ended up making it to Tuscaloosa, Alabama, and they walk into the lobby of a micro inn, micro hotel inn and suites, and told the night shift clerk, Kyle Diz, mm-hmm. um, that they were running out of gas, which is legit. I mean, I haven't heard anything about them going to a gas station, so they could be legit out of gas. Um, so at this point, the couple is looking a little worn down. Their eyes are bloodshot and their clothes are a little disheveled. Um, well, you got to think too if they've been on some pretty heavy stuff and they're traveling, it's hard to find that stuff everywhere. Yeah. Without drawing attention. Yeah. And so they're probably coming down. Maybe. I mean, that might explain why they decided to buy an air pump the day before, too. Yeah. They're just like, we really fucking need this air pump. Yeah. Um, <laughs> weird shit, man. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Um, so Kyle, the, the night shift clerk lets them use the bathroom and they grab a couple cups of coffee and they're chit chatting for a bit. Um, then Blake went to Kyle and said he needed Kyle's car keys and the money from the register. And Kyle just kind of laughs it off because they've been kind of like buddy, buddy for the last however long. And you know, he's yeah. just like, are you, Ahaha, uh-huh, funny dude. That I'm like, I would probably think the same. I freak out and be like, this can't be actually happening. Yeah. So, um, but then Blake says, I'm not even fucking kidding you while showing off his gun. So Kyle obviously gives him the money. However, s- since Blake thought that Kyle called cops already, he led Kyle by gunpoint to Kyle's Volkswagen Jetta. And basically, him, Brittany, Kyle, the whole, all three of them. Ended up getting in the car. Oh, so he kidnapped this dude. Yeah, he kidnapped him. Oh, my gosh. So so now they're like, no. Poor Kyle. Oh, yeah. Kyle felt like he was just, like, helping him out, letting him go to the bathroom, giving him some coffee. Poor Kyle. So during the the drive, the couple told Kyle that they were trying to get to Florida so that they could get married. How sweet. (laughs) Like, how are they? You can't get married in Florida. You're on the lam. What are you going to do? Register? I have no fucking idea. That's the devastating. They, they weren't thinking. No. They were not thinking of the end game. So Blake also mentioned that he didn't want to use the gun because every time he used it, he felt like he was losing a piece of his soul. Like a horcrux. Yeah, like a horcrux. <laughs> Makes people mean. We relate everything back to Harry Potter. Don't worry. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh my gosh. How much do I talk about? Like fucking text you feel like you did you know peter parker oh, was a hufflepuff <laughs> just wait until you finally download your instagram and see how many billions of trillions of videos i've sent you uh i will get around to it i it's not on my phone yet so um basically blake and Brittany knew that uh the jetta wasn't going to be fast enough to outrun the cops so while they were in 
Tuscaloosa? Nope. Vestivia. Yes. Vestivia Hills, a suburb in Birmingham, Alabama. They found a Camaro convertible in a McDonald's parking lot. And as the owner of the car, Zora Harris, got out of the car, Blake went up to her and said, Ma'am, I am a fixin' to rob you. A fixin'? I'm a fixin' to rob you? I am fixin' to rob you. So, so, you know, he was nice enough to call her ma'am. Yeah. I think that would be the most offensive part. Right? I am am 32 years old, sir. Yeah. You robbing me. So, Zora told Blake that she didn't have anything. And then to that, Blake said, I want your fucking car and I ain't fucking playing with you. So, never mind about the manners. My car is such a piece of crap. I would like, just, like, okay, that's fine. I'll just clean it on insurance to get a new one. Yeah. Go this, for it, bro. This is a Camaro convertible, so... Oh, yeah, no, that would be a problem. Yeah, it's a little bit of a nicer car. Yeah, no. So you just drive a piece of crap, and then if it gets stolen, you're good. So, yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, oh, oh, by the way, Zora was also the general manager at this McDonald's, too. So she was, like, getting... With a Camaro? I guess so. Oh, my gosh. Maybe, maybe girl. Maybe she has a rich husband or something. She's a whole-ass boss. Yeah. Right? She is. She's literally the boss. Yeah. Of McDonald's. Yeah. So, um, Zora threw the keys, then ran while yelling to someone about the Jetta's license plate. And then Blake must have panicked because he jumped back into the Jetta instead of the Camaro. Yeah. And then he drove off. And by the way, Kyle is still in the car. Oh, poor Kyle. Poor Kyle. He's like, shit, that did not work. Because he was probably hoping, like, if they got the Camaro, there's not room for me. So, like, maybe they'll just leave me or something. Um, so, but they didn't keep Kyle for much longer. Um, they pulled over on the highway next to some condos. And after having condo, uh, after having Kyle promise that he would not call the cops until he got back to Tuscaloosa, they let him go. But, however, Kyle did not wait. Ah, oh, good job, <laughs> Kyle. I was going to say, please don't keep your word to criminals. It's not necessary. <laughs> he was like, yeah, sure, sure, sure. And then, like, as soon as cool, they drove cool, away. dude. Yeah, <laughs> he was like, and police. All right, because also, how's he going to get home? He's got to call the cops. Right. You got to call the cops and be like, first off, I need a ride. <laughs> Second off, this crazy thing just happened. Yeah, pretty much. So Brittany and Blake only went to a house around the corner where Blake walks into the house through an open garage while the family's having breakfast. <laughs> um, he told the family, <coughs> sorry, don't die. Maybe, maybe you should not smoke during the podcast. I hit the pen. I thought I didn't hit it that hard, but I did hit it that hard. It's all right. <laughs> Drink some. Get some sippy sips. Um, all right, so they're in this house. The family's having breakfast. Yeah, and he told the family that he was having car trouble. It kind of seems to be his theme. Like, gee darn, that darn car. I do not care. If somebody walked into my garage and was like, I'm having car trouble, and be like, you're about to be having walking trouble. Get yeah. the fuck up off my property. Yeah, well, like, he walked into the house. No, oh my god. Yeah, like, just walked into the kitchen, I guess. But then he pulled out the gun and demanded um, a phone and the car keys. And then Blake led the father to the garage by gunpoint. <laughs> the man ran away and got help. So his fight or flight uh, game was on point. <laughs> Except he totally left his family in danger. <laughs> So, he loses a couple of points there. Oh, no. Imagine that conversation later. Oh, my God. Like, with his wife. <laughs> She'd just be like, really, my dude? <laughs> like, really? He, he would be in the doghouse, for sure. Um, because what happens is, like, turns around and takes her. Right. And puts her in the family car, which is a Ford Edge. Um, and then, after they get down the road a little bit, the woman tries to wave down a driver while they are driving away. And Brittany tells her, you don't want to do that. Which, I'm just like, is she coming from, like, personal experience? Like, had, like, are you okay? Like, blink if, if you need help, like, at this part, Brittany. Because yeah. that, that sounds Ugh. like... Uh, yeah, exactly. It, it's kind of like a, um... I don't know. I feel like someone who is being abused at that point or is scared for their life, they would say that shit. Yeah. So I'm wondering at this point if... Or is it a threat? Yeah, or it could be. But, like, throughout this whole scenario, Brittany hasn't really done anything. She's just kind of 
followed along. Yeah, she's just along for the ride. Maybe he took her, too. Maybe he made it Facebook official on her phone because he took her phone. Men are crazy. Sorry. Yeah. Especially men on that. Yeah. They cray, 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 cray. True. Well, but she also was posting on Facebook. Like, and it's like... Or was she? Well, it's a picture of her and him, and she looks pretty happy. And, like, I'll post that on our, our Instagram so you can see it. Okay. Um, but, yeah, like, she, like, legit looks happy, and she's, like, kind of, like, super happy. And then she even, like, says something about, like, I wasn't planning on running, but the co- fucking cops came or something like that. So, like, she's been posting on Facebook around this time, too. That's geotagged. Yeah. Like, oh, my gosh. Well, at this point, the cops aren't also, they're not putting two and two together. They're going across again state lines. So many of these things could have been avoided. Yeah, right? So, um, but shortly after, Brittany tells her, you don't want to do that. They dropped the wife off um, at a Birmingham medical center. And then they continued on with their trip. So, um, now we're to February 1st, around 11 p.m. in Perry, Georgia. The couple stops at a Murphy Express gas station. And then when Blake saw... That the only person manning the store was a 19-year-old woman. He grabs a Mountain Dew. Then then went to the register with his gun and took $160, five cartons of cigarettes, and told the woman to get in the car. So, like, now he has five TVs. Five cartons of cigarettes. Five cartons of cigarettes. And an air pump. What is this diabolical plot? Wait, 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 wait. Is he, like... Moving this stuff from car to car. Yeah, I just thought of that too. Because like they've switched cars like I think at least three times. Maybe they sold the TVs. Maybe that's probably likely. Yeah, probably pawned them. (laughs) I just could imagine like in this little Jetta. Yeah. (laughs) And then Kyle in the back all scrunched up. Poor Kyle. (laughs) Kyle's like, (laughs) can we move one of these TVs to the trunk or something? Dude. It's a little snug back here. Hey man, at least this wasn't like in the nineties when TVs were huge. Uh, well, this is a doctor, so he might have had huge TVs. That's true. The fuck, they fucking taped it to like the roof. <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah, yeah. I don't think they can fit five TVs in a Jetta. And Kyle. And Kyle. <laughs> Not and Kyle. The Kyle is Kyle just- strapped to the roof. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it's not the five TVs. It's Kyle's. That's the tipping point. Yeah. <laughs> well, really though, yeah, because like two, you could fit a couple TVs in the back seat, and then a couple in the trunk, but not with a Kyle. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that's. I'm assuming a Kyle's an average size person. <laughs> oh my gosh, <laughs> that's gonna be like our saying now forever. Is like you can't fit that in there with a Kyle. You can't fit that in there with a Kyle. <laughs> it's not gonna work. We'll go to the river, get some floaties in there, but like that, that's not going to fit in there with a the Kyle. Yeah, there's not enough room for a Kyle in there. It's stuffed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, um, like I said, it, he he told the woman also to get in the car. Um, that was like the clerk at the gas station. Yeah. So um, he's just kidnapping everybody. He's kidnapping everyone. He's 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 kidnapping. But then he lets them go. So, like, yeah. he's just making, it's like. He is leaving, a, he's leaving breadcrumbs of witnesses. Yeah, like, stop. <laughs> yeah. Stop doing that. Because I think it was, like, the third time. Yeah. Because Kyle was the first. Yeah, and then there was and the, the married lady. And then now there's this clerk. Yeah. So, he's just like. <coughs> so, yeah, because after driving for 50 minutes, Blake pulls over and lets the clerk go. And so then. She runs to the closest store, which happens to be an adult store. Thank God she was over 18 and called the cops. <laughs> so, yeah, all the witnesses. Yeah. Um, so we're getting to the beginning of the end. I know. Finally. <laughs> Forever. Later. Um, so we're at February 2nd and the media has caught the story. And the cops have released a statement to the public to be out for a lookout for a couple that was armed and dangerous. And then the U.S. Marshal is offer, also offering a $10,000 reward for any information leading to the arrest of Blake Fitzgerald and Brittany Harper. This was when the media dubbed them the modern-day Bonnie and Clyde, which I have learned is not very original at this point. So uh, February 3rd, around noon, 
Brittany and Blake walk into Alvin's Island in Destin, Florida. So, <laughs> so they're starting to get into our neck of the woods here. You know what? Alvin's Island gets robbed so much. They do, get robbed all the time. Do they? Yes. I've heard, I know people who have robbed Alvin's Island. Oh my gosh. Like, all the time. Now the cops are going to come knock on your door and be like, hey, we heard a uh, Oh no, they already caught him. Oh, okay. It's fine. They okay. already did their time and everything. It's, this was like years ago, but yeah. Yeah, so, okay, so this isn't very unique. Um, but they walked in, acted like regular tourists, grabbed a basket, started shopping around, and then Blake gives the keys to Brittany, and then with his gun, goes to the cashier and asks for money for the register. And then he grabs the tray from the register and runs. And then uh, at 7.15 on February 4th, the couple goes to famous footwear here in Pensacola, Florida. Mm-hmm. Um, and because I was curious, I had to check. It was the one on Davis Highway. Okay. Because I had to know. Yeah. Is it still there? <laughs> yes, I hope oh. so. Oh, good for them. Yeah. Um, and they yet again go in, and they did a little shopping, and then goes to the register, and Blake pulls his gun out and asks the cashier for the money. But then when the cashier was having trouble opening the register, Blake was offering hope. Uh, not hope. Help. Okay, we're back, and <laughs> Memo, kids are hard. <laughs> so we, we are recording at Dina's house, and her son is here. And how old is he? He just turned nine. And, and it's really hard for a nine-year-old boy to be quiet for how long? Three hours, yeah. I think. Yeah. Because we've been kind of dragging our feet on doing, <laughs> like we did our, the introduction podcast, and then or the introduction. And then we the made trailer. dinner and yeah. smoked. And then we ate dinner and smoked, and then we... <laughs> and then, like, we finally started recording, and, like, I'm... He's like, I am so done. So, <laughs> so we had to take a minute and, you know, uh, redirect. <laughs> so, okay. So, I was at Famous Footwear. Yes. Yes, they're in Famous Footwear in Pensacola, which is still open. Which is still open. And uh, the cashier, Blake asked for money. The cashier was having trouble opening the register, and Blake just offered help. He's like, hey, dude, it's cool. It's cool. I've robbed like three different places. I know how to do this now. <laughs> I got it, bro. I'm a professional. Just scooch over. Yeah, there's a button right here. You just press it. So anyway, um, so then the couple leaves the store with around $390 in their pocket and some nice footwear. So then that same day, around 9.54, the Ford Edge that they're still driving was caught on camera at the Pensacola Beach Toll Plaza. And oh. yeah, closer, closer. Um, the cops chased them into Pensacola. Then they got off of the Brent Lane exit and went down Bayou towards the mall. And I'm like really big on details here because I'm like, I know all these places. <laughs> um, so they're going towards the mall. However, the cops lose them due to the fact that Blake and Brittany dumped the car on Cornell Drive, which is close to the airport. So when they ditched the car... They started to run through backyards in the neighborhood, and a man named Ian Gunnell, uh, that lived on Whitney Drive, heard his dogs barking, and then when he went to go check on them, he runs into Blake with Blake's gun. Oof. Yeah, definitely not something I want to be seeing in my backyard. So, Blake forces his way into the house with Brittany following him. Notice, Brittany's not really doing anything here. She's yeah. just kind of, like, following his lead. And the couple took the family's cell phones and kept the family, which includes Ian, his wife, April, and their two-year-old daughter hostage for two hours. Oh. Um, and so during this whole interaction, Brittany is like, it's okay. We're not going to hurt you. We just need to lay low. Like, Brittany's kind of being, like, the comfort of the situation. But... Blake is starting to get frantic at this point and starting to realize that his 10-day crime spree is coming to an end and it ain't going to be pretty. Yeah. Um, and then at this point, Brittany's hurt. She's saying that her back, uh, she hurt her back when she was jumping over the fences. So it's not kind of looking good for this dynamic duo. Ah, so she hurt her back and they were trying to get married. That sucks. Yeah. That's not the kind of injury you want to have on your wedding night. Yeah, if they even got around to getting married, that I don't think I don't they see did. how they could get married. 
Yeah. You gotta go like show ID. <laughs> yeah. And they're gonna be like, yeah, wait right here. Yeah. At the courthouse. <laughs> yeah. That's not the place yeah. you wanna go. And and they were busy robbing places too. Yeah. Like they didn't have time that for that. Anyway, after two hours they grabbed a case to the family car, uh, which is a Chevy Chevy Colorado. And as soon That's as a good truck. Yeah. And as soon as they left, Ian flies the police and told them what happened. So the cops were hot on the couple's trail. Yet again, they leave a witness. That I mean, thank God they left a witness. I don't want to sound so like mean. Like, yeah. they should have fucking killed him. I'm in the truck with the TVs, my dude. <laughs> you can fit five TVs in a Kyle in a truck in a Colorado, I'll tell you what. They'll I like introduce all the hostages. Hey, Kyle, this is Cashier Lady from the gas station. <laughs> Cashier lady. lady. This is the married lady. Like, oh my gosh. Ian, say hi to the group. <laughs> So, um, at 2.40 a.m., February 5th, the police spot the Chevy Colorado on I-10, where the couple then exits on Garcon Point Road. Exits. Now I remember this. Oh, you're starting to remember now? Because I remember thinking, I remember seeing something about they're looking for a Chevy Colorado and driving home from work and being like, crap. Oh, I'm okay. in a Chevy Colorado. <laughs> yeah. And I was probably riding with marijuana. Yeah. So. Oh, my gosh. I was good, though. I didn't get in trouble. We're good. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Well, I mean, also, this was at 2.40. So. Still, though, they were morning. probably looking for it all day. Or I saw it, in, oh. like, later. Oh, actually, yeah, probably. Because at, when did they get the Chevy Colorado? I'm going backwards. Um. Oh, yeah. Um. That night. So, like. I probably saw it the next morning or something. Maybe. Like, yeah. They probably already had it by then. Because as of 9.54 that night, they were still driving the Ford Edge. So, anyway. <laughs> big spinoff there. Um, <laughs> they exited on Garcon Point Road exit, which is in Milton, Florida. And as they are being chased by the cops, they turn on to Saragon Lane, which doesn't have an outlet. Uh-huh. So Blake turns into the first house on the right, and this house belongs to Kenneth Broxton, uh, who grabbed his wife and his shotgun because Milton, Florida, and went to the front yard. <laughs> and at this point, I'm just like, oh my gosh. I, I'm trying to think. I'm thinking of the old lady from like Ratatouille with like the curls in her hair, like the oh, curlers, yeah. and the shotgun with the big glasses. Yeah. Probably a cigarette hanging out of her mouth. Yeah. The robe. The pink robe. Pink robe. Fucking late, motherfucker. Oh, my gosh. That's creepy as fuck. Patrick Sam. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Only put his hand in the room, and that's all I saw. And I was like, that's so creepy. (laughs) Okay. So, let's still focus so we can finish this and then get all that and everything. Okay. So, um... Blah, blah, blah. Shotgun. Oh, like lady. Front yard. Okay. So in the Chevy Colorado, there was OnStar. And the OnStar got activated. Yep. So their vehicle will only go up five miles per hour. <laughs> so. I didn't know they did that. Yeah. That's hilarious. I love that. That's the ultimate petty right there. Yeah. You can have it. But you can't drive it like you stole it. Yeah. <laughs> So, uh, Kenneth watched as police shot up the tires of the Chevy and yelled for Blake and Brittany to get out of the car with their hands up. Uh, the, sh- the Chevy slowly at five miles per hour drove to the backyard where the police followed. Um, at this point, Blake and Brittany get out of the vehicle and in full douche style, Blake places Brittany in front of him as a shield. Of course. Like, here, honey, just get in front of me. That's so rude. Like, oh, like, if she wasn't already realizing, that like... Guy, that guy who ran out on his wife and kids rubbed off on him. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Um, but, yeah, like, it's... Like, if she wasn't already regretting her decision, getting involved with him, that, that moment... Yeah, I'm sure. She's like, oh, my gosh, what the fuck did I just do? Um, so the couple slowly moved to the back door of the house where Blake tried to shot, uh, to shoot the glass door out. However, he's in Florida and in Florida, we have hurricanes. So the doors <laughs> were made out of impact glass to withhold hurricane force winds. Got him. Yeah. So he was not escaping that way. Nope. So at this point, the police asked one more time for the couple to surrender. And when they didn't, the police started shooting. 
Um, at the end of the gun right, fight. At the end of the gunfight, Blake Fitzgerald was dead. And Brittany, you know, the human shield. Yeah. She only withstood, she only withstood a leg and ankle injury and was sent to Sacred Heart Hospital, then to jail. So, like, literally out of this whole t- 10 days that they were, like, doing all this crazy stuff, only one person, and it was Blake. And to be honest, maybe if he didn't put Brittany in front of you, Karma wouldn't have got you. Yeah. He had it coming. Yeah, it's definitely one of those See, situations. See, I'm telling you, I didn't hear nothing about it. Yeah. If that happened. <laughs> <laughs> so, here's the aftermath. Um, October 2017, Brittany was sentenced to 20 years in state prison for the Santa Rosa County, which is Milton, yeah. charges, um, including principal to robbery with a firearm, home invasion robbery, false imprisonment, and grand theft auto. Uh, January 2018, Brittany made a deal with a federal persecutor. Prosecutor? Yeah, that word. Prosecutor. I got you. Yeah. And pled guilty to one count of conspiracy to transport a stolen vehicle across state lines. Two counts of transporting a stolen vehicle. Oh, wait. (laughs) I did that twice. Um, Three counts of carjacking and one of brandishing. A gun during a crime of violence. She was sentenced to 19 years and three months for that. Wow. So, yeah. Like, I mean, I guess those aren't not serious crimes, but I feel like there are serious crimes that don't get that much time. Yeah. So, basically. Especially um, for men, it's a problem. Yeah. That's okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, basically, um, right now, I believe Brittany is currently located in the Lowell. Uh, correction institution in Ocala, Florida, where her current release date is February 9th, 2025, uh, where she will then be transferred to federal prison and serve her 19 years and three months sentence for her federal crimes. Um, if she serves the full time, she will be able, uh, she will be out at like 70 years old. So that's kind of like a long fucking time. Yeah. Like, I feel like at 70, you might as well just stay in. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Maybe Brittany will have... from there to the nursing home. Yeah. Maybe she'll get lucky and do that. Yeah. Um, hopefully without mess. You know. <laughs> hopefully she'll kick that habit. I mean, I feel like she should be able to kick that habit without long in. Yeah. Right? But I also am aware that that's not necessarily the case sometimes. Yeah. In some places. Florida yeah. would probably be one of them. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And so there's my story. Yay! Yay. Only one person died. It, it was a light story. Yeah. And we have an ending. So, um, again, thank you for joining us. You can catch us here every Monday where we continue to talk about true crime, paranormal, metaphysical, and new age shit while we're getting high. Uh, because that's what's the best. Uh, we're all, we also have Instagram, the Spooky Stoners Podcast. That is stoners with three Zs. If you would like to contact us about your personal true crime or paranormal story, or if there is a subject you would like for us to co- cover, you can e- email us at thespookystonerspodcast at gmail.com. Again, that's stoners with three Zs. Um, also, don't forget to subscribe so that you don't miss an episode. And if you like hearing us chit-chat about all this stuff um, and you're still with us, please rate us. That way other people can listen to us also. So we will see y'all next Monday. And in the meantime, smoke on spooky stoners.